Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started. Have you ever been at a youth group or church service and heard somebody say something and you had no idea what it meant, but everybody else knew exactly what it was? Um, yes. That was Michaela Guzman. <laughs> How about you, Kayla Mingo? Has that ever happened to you? Or growing up, the daughter of a missionary, did that never happen? I can't remember, but <laughs> I think you know me, what I have come into some English speaking services and been like, what? Oh. I think for me, maybe it's not that it, like I heard something I didn't understand, but I have one hundred percent been guilty of using phrases yeah. I didn't understand, yes. like just throwing it out there because I like I had heard enough context that I knew that it it probably was relevant mm-hmm. <laughs> to the conversation, <laughs> but not like relevant. you know couldn't quite actually put my finger on like or define what the heck I was yeah. saying. Well, today we are doing a lightning round dun, dun, dun. for Christianese. That's right. Christianese go down. is the official language of the modern church. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these are terms that would be maybe somewhat casual, but some of these yeah. can also be uh more technical terms as well yeah they're with a different christian cliches because most of these are taken directly from the bible they're just things we use again so frequently that maybe we don't know actually what we're saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right kayla take us away boom lightning round okay so i've got the first one and the first one is cast your cares and this is actually taken from a verse, um, but it's taken from probably like the King James version of this verse. It's going to be in 1 Peter 5, and it's verse number 7, and it starts off saying, cast your cares upon him. But I'll read to you the English Standard Version that says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Basically, casting your cares is just leaving your worries to the Lord anything that's, you know, conflicting inside through prayer um, and, and resting and trusting in him. But that's basically where that comes from. Rarely do you hear anybody at FBC reading out of the King James Version. So if you hear cast your cares, now you know where it comes from. We don't do a lot of casting in our society. No, we do not. <laughs> no one's what really is cast? Casting. Throw. Nets. Give. We would say uh, give. Yeah. Give your worries to him. That's right, Chris. Yep. All right. Number two, the body of Christ. Now, typically, we are not talking about the physical body of Christ. You could be talking maybe at communion when the we talk about the bread or the wafer being uh, representing the body of Christ. But most of the time when somebody is referring to the body of Christ, they're Using Paul's words in many places, such as 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 4, where he refers to the church as the body of Christ. And since we all have different 
gifting. We're all kind of, uh, it's an analogy for how we all fit differently and how a hand might not be a foot the same way a Sunday school teacher isn't a greeter. Boom. Lightning round. <laughs> Boom. You both set such a high bar. There's no way I can get my words down to that view. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at this. But okay, I have the third um, Christianese, and that is actually simply the gospel. And I think that when you are in an evangelical church, you hear the gospel that like that phrase, that title, I guess we thrown around a lot saying like the gospel is our foundation or everything we do revolves around the gospel or the gospel is the center or that type of a thing. But if you don't know what the gospel is, it's really hard to make sense of any of the rest of those missional type phrases. And so the gospel, when we are saying it in that context, especially it just refers to the act of the Lord and his redemption plan to save us from um, beginning before earth was even created and how the Lord um, designed the perfect relationship that because of our sin, we broke away from and we disrupted that relationship with him and how the Lord through his son and Jesus Christ coming voluntarily to this earth and taking on the form of a human, um, he died on the cross and he was buried and he rose again in three days by the power of the spirit in order to restore that relationship and make us right before the father and how when we confess with our mouth that jesus is lord and when we believe in our heart that god did indeed raise him from the dead that we are saved and we are put back into a right standing before the father and before um before the god who made us and so when we're talking about the gospel we're talking about that entire redemption story and again typically in the context we talk about the gospel being like our again our our anchor, it's our it's our mission, it's our it's our centerfold, our centerpiece, all that stuff. And um, what we mean by that is just that the gospel is the lens in which we should be viewing all of our other actions. So we don't um, we don't go out and you know set up a new ministry without it being gospel centric, without it advancing the gospel. We don't participate in things that are community based unless it is based on the gospel and gospel centric. So. Um, the gospel, in short, is the redemptive story of and the And the Lord. good news should shape everything. It does. And it does. It really does. Well, that really does actually start off this next uh, couple words that we're going to get to as part of that process, really, of the good news. And word number four is justification. When Jesus died on the cross, he justified us, meaning that he paid the price for our sin and because of that, we are put in a right standing with God. When God sees us, he sees Jesus and the work that he did, the atonement, and that justifies us. Justification is also, I would say in Romans 10, 9, that very first initial step of the process of being saved, doing air quotes there, <laughs> and um. And it is that moment where you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you are saved, Paul says. There's a lot more to it than that, but that is number five. Immediately following that one, another Christianese phrase or word is that of sanctification or sanctify or any iteration of that word. And a definition of that would just be the ongoing saving process and work of the Lord to make us more into the image of his son. And so sanctification has uh, more to do with the Holy Spirit's 
work in our life here on this side of eternity after we have been saved. And again, it's that process of being made more like Christ and it's done through um, rooting out sin and and developing habits that honor the Lord and all those things. And so there's kind of a second part on mine um, on this Christianese phrase, and that is that of bearing fruit. And that's another one that you hear tossed around a lot. And it refers simply to the outward actions that reflect the inward condition of one's heart. And so when we bear fruit, what we mean by that, we take that phrase a few different places, but one of them is out of John chapter 15, um, where Jesus is speaking. And he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So there's a lots of words that mean abide. And really, that's a whole other one that we could actually throw that onto the end of our Christianese <laughs> list. Or but say watch two weeks ago sermon. It's so true. But, you know, what we mean, what that verse is saying is that the process of bearing fruit is done when we are connected to Christ. And when it is his work through us that results in actions that look like they're his actions because they're spirit powered and um, derived from the very nature of Jesus when we are connected. And um, again, we could go so much deeper into that, but sanctification, bearing fruit, both of those things refer to the process of us becoming more like Jesus. And it's a work that is done in us by the spirit. Well done. All right. And I got the last bit of that uh, threefold. I Bring guess. it home. <laughs> I got the last of the threefold uh process you know christian journey uh glorification you may have heard a joke here and there where we're like oh yeah i I, i've reached glorification when you know like that's a joke that you hear commonly thrown about um glorification is basically the end you did it you got you got to the finish line you're in heaven with god it's after you have passed away into the presence of the lord old body gone sin gone you're a new person glorified glorification is the end it's the reward the cry the christian journey you're home baby boom, boom. lightning round <laughs> The next one on my list is the Christianese phrase, guard your heart. And I think that there are kind of actually two different directions you could take this. And I think most of the time we say guard your heart in the context of like dating relationships um, or romantically, I guess. Um, and it actually comes more from um, Proverbs chapter four, which was um, Solomon, right, his writings and his teachings. And I don't think he had actually any intention of it being romantically inclined. I think it could apply that way. But um, Proverbs chapter four, verse 23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flow from it, flows from it. Um, and in this context, what Solomon is reminding us is that when you guard your heart, you need to guard your heart because it is really the source of everything you do and say, and it is the place where your true intentions and motivations um, are really revealed. And so it's basically an input-output thing that whatever you allow to flow into your heart and influence that condition is going to be what comes out of your life. And so that, I mean, that is such 
a huge principle that we should spend a lot of time in. Maybe we do another podcast on that. That's a good one. We should. Um, but then taking it into the context of just where, where does the Christianese kind of come again, it comes typically in someone giving advice to a dating relationship. When I think of it, I think of like a girl's small group and someone sharing that they have a new crush or a new boyfriend and everyone else is like, Oh, that's so great, but guard your heart. Um, and I think what that means, it almost has more to do with not letting yourself dwell on assumptions that aren't based in reality like don't let yourself get ahead of where your relationship actually stands which is still a good biblical principle um solomon also wrote in the song of solomon to not awaken love before it is ready and i think that applies both physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually where i think that guard your heart in that context what we're just basically saying is you know, if, if he hasn't put a ring on it, don't talk about him like he's your husband, right? Or don't act like it and that kind of a thing. And just pace yourself so that what you're living out and where you letting your heart go is based in reality. And mm. there's so much more that could be said on that. But just don't get connected too early. Right. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a pace yourself kind of a phrase. But really, I think Solomon's first um hit the you know the first one i mentioned in proverbs chapter four could apply to this as well of just you know whatever you idolize is going to be what gives the direction to your actions and it's going to be what flows out of your life so the next christianese statement i have is identity in christ i say this a lot because i'm very passionate about it guys like this is if there's one thing that i'd be like this is, you just need to dive deep in knowing your identity in Christ. What does that mean? Okay, I'm going to read you uh, Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Basically, I'm just telling you right off the bat, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, then it's no longer you. You've lost yourself. In a way, you're still you. You're still your awesome self. But in the process of sanctification, remember when we talked about that one? Hey, bringing it back. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I would encourage you guys to do is to go ahead and open your Bibles and read in Ephesians. If you want to know who you are in Christ, and that is basically your identity in Christ, who you are now that you are a son or daughter of God. Um, your old self has died, you're a new creation. Now it's time to see what that new creation looks like, what, what your new life looks like and who you are in Jesus. If you want to know all the things that you were before Jesus, Ephesians, you want to know all the new things that you are in Jesus, Ephesians, boom, lightning round. Love it. Ephesians. I love Ephesians. It's my jam. It's great. Been reading it a lot lately. Uh, all right. And we are going to close it out with the word ministry, which can mean several things. One context in one context, it could mean somebody going into church service as a vocation, whether it be as a pastor or a missionary or some other sort of formal employment with the church. But I think it also it bears to mention that there is another dimension to that, that um, in Hebrews and first uh, Peter, where we are referred to everybody, every believer is referred to as a member of the priesthood, meaning that we all have a role to play and a job to do as 
priests or ministers. And so I think it's a good reminder to everybody that you should be serving and you should be um, living out that faith that you believe by what you do. Um, Just a way to remind you that the Christian life is not just being saved. It's not just what you know. It's what you do. Boom. Lightning round. Boom. 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 And with that, we bring you so much Christianese. <laughs> Hopefully give you some definitions um, that will just allow you to maybe not feel lost, but also maybe be thoughtful about when you're engaging in conversation with people. Do you know what you're talking about? And is your language approachable? Um, so we also just want to put a plug in that if there are other phrases that you're like, we use this all the time and I don't know what it means. You guys can go to the website at impactyouthministry.org. You can submit a question there. So if there are other phrases that you're like, I would love for us to just talk about this for a second, go online, fill out the form under the Q&A tab, um, and we got you. And with that, boom, we out. Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week. Thank you.